Hey friends, it's Andy. Welcome to our new show, Accelerate Expresso. Look, I mean, I know you're busy, and it's hard to keep up with all six of the great episodes we publish each week. So, with this show, Accelerate Expresso, we're going to deliver highlights from each episode from the previous week. And in the process, give you short, delicious shots of insight from a show you might have missed, and to help amp you up for the coming week. Now, before we jump into it, please remember to visit iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, leave a review, please, for Accelerate. We need your feedback to ensure that we keep delivering the high levels of value you expect. Okay, let's express it. First up, from episode 434, Larry Broughton, keynote speaker, award-winning CEO and entrepreneur, special forces veteran, and best-selling author. So you've got to build relationships with people, and people want to do business with those that they know, like, and trust. Well, we tend to like and trust people who are living a life of significance and serving more than those people who just take, right? Don't you bump into people all the time, and you can tell this is just somebody who wants to take from me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the prototypical one these days is, you know, somebody contacts you on LinkedIn to connect with you on LinkedIn, and you just know by looking at this request that, yeah, if you say accept, you're going to get hit with an email oh within a day God. saying, hey, and it happens. You, you know, I've, I've got, I have a canned response <laughs> that I cut and paste now because it's almost daily, Andy, that I get those things through LinkedIn right. requests is that the first time they contact me, they're pitching me. Um, and that is not the way to do sales. You've got to build a relationship with people. This is why I really try to get people not to... Uh, this is a dramatic statement. I tell people to stop going to networking events. Um, now right. I'm, do that to get people's attention, right? Yeah. Because people don't want to be networked. You want to build a relationship with people. I go back. People want to do business with those that they know, like, and trust. Well, you have to have a relationship with somebody first. Um, and most of these networking events that you go to, what happens? Um, you're approached by somebody, they're stuffing their business card in your hand. Um, they might give you a pitch, but their eyes are automatically scanning the rest of the room mm-hmm. to see, okay, who's my next victim? Next, from episode 435, it's Barbara Jumanko. Good friend of mine. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and a podcast host. It would be fantastic. And, you know, and then also I'm a big proponent of what I, you know, I said earlier about doing the research, learning about the business. You know, this is another area where people need more training in this. I mean, I've done some programs this year where specifically was just teaching them how to go through the process of research, which I would think would be pretty straightforward, but you can't assume that, right? Again, if they're not getting the help. So, you know, I find that sometimes... Researching prospects or... Uh, not just prospects, but, you know, the company, the industry, mm-hmm. uh, figuring out what core trends are or maybe three or four core challenges are. And then how you take that and spin that into a message when your initial contact is you're trying to get someone to take a meeting with you um, instead of defaulting to, well, let me tell you how awesome our company is and here is what we sell. And, you know, you'll probably be interested or using cheesy subject lines to get somebody to respond to you. It, it, it all comes back for me more about the quality than the quantity. I don't think pushing salespeople to do more activity when it's not good quality activity is really the answer either. In episode 436, Keith Rosen was my guest. He's the founder of CoachQuest, and many know him as the author of one of the top sales coaching books of all time called Coaching Salespeople into Sales Champions, a tactical playbook for managers and executives. 
oh, Keith also took it to another level and he actually is showing us how to implement this stuff. He's giving us a framework. He's talking about the mindset we need to adopt. He's talking about the skill sets we need to adopt, how to coach, what the framework is, what are the questions you need to ask, what type of coaching cadence you need to put into place. So, you know, getting back to your initial question, why now, why is it so hot? It's because companies are looking around realizing something has to change. Now, I would always say, you know, in good, in good times, no one has to do anything differently. In good times, even the worst salesperson can be an order taker. And then what happens during the more challenging times? What happens when more competition is entering the marketplace? Well, all of a sudden, you're not just an order taker. All of a sudden, you have to prove your value. All of a sudden, your name isn't enough to command an appointment or a meeting. Now, all these salespeople that were posting these amazing numbers and all these sales managers that were posting their numbers and saying how incredible they were doing and the growth they were having with their team, all of a sudden, that starts to stagnate. Next, you'll hear from me talking with Mark Ripley. He's the Vice President of Sales at Insightly, a leading CRM system. That's episode 437. Their needs and their challenges and where they want to go, most likely in that industry, are different, and I should be able to add value and treat them differently. And ideally, that's uh, that benefits both of us, right? Ideally, the customer gets more value out of that um, experience, and then of course, um, ideally, we get more customers. Okay, so yeah, undoubtedly, we're in the era of big data, and data has a lot of influence on increasingly on what's happening in terms of analytics and so on. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere you're talking about you believe in small data, not big data. So, what what do you mean about that? Um, when we talk to uh, customers, and you know, I was going to say mid market customers and small businesses, but at the end of the day, they're even big businesses. The concept of big data is really intimidating, right? They get that it's this big movement, um, but in their minds, it requires you know an army of data scientists. And all these fancy tools to get out and see if they can make sense of this data. And there's lots of also, you know, tough stories over the years where, you know, by the time they get in there and figure it all out, the business has totally changed. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I think about data and being a lot smarter and utilizing data, but doing it in a very tangible way that's digestible, that's actionable, that's ideally in a time compressed way, in a compressed fashion. Next up, you're here from episode 438, part of my conversation with Bridget Gleason, my usual and regular co-host on Frontline Friday. So what would you like to see, Andy? What would, what would, what would you see or read or there be a prevalence of that would indicate that we are back to the fundamentals? What would I like to see? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just was, wondering what. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm just, I was, I was, you know, I was talking to um, my son, who people again who don't know works for me, help produce this program, and I think, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we maybe we may do this with the show is put on a series of episodes for some period of time where we're teaching people about sales, but we never really talk about selling. Hmm. And and that's sort of sort of the point, I think, right? Is yeah, you know, I love I sort of a love hate relationship with sales books. I mean, I 
I read them. You write them. I write them for one. <laughs> two is uh-huh. I, I read okay, them. So don't don't be too harsh on them. Don't, yeah, be, don't too be too harsh, harsh on, on the myself. genre. Right. And I've you know perhaps read as many, if not more, than anybody else in the world because I'm interviewing sales authors constantly, and I do read the books of the people that authors that come on the show, and I always learn something. But the, when I go back and look at the things I learn, it's not big concepts I'm learning that are really important that are transforming. It's there's always, you know, the gold always comes from the small stuff. You know, how do you create strong first impressions? How do you, you know, this whole, we can sort of go through sort of the basics, right? Creating strong first impressions, being nice, listening twice as much as you talk, paying attention, you know, delivering value on every touch, asking great questions, listening without judgment. I mean, those are the things that really move the needle, in my estimation, when you're dealing with prospects. But we seem not to, we seem to lose focus on those. The things, and, and again, like you, I don't typically read anything that's, oh my God, I hadn't thought of it. But sometimes it's a story that's told or... It's a reminder of something that happens to resonate with a particular situation that I'm currently in. So it may just be timely, a good timely reminder. And the last episode of the week, number 439, with Greg Head was my guest. Greg, CEO of Greg Head Consulting. Before that was the CMO at Infusionsoft. That's because, uh, you know, the first rule of the game is to know what game you're playing. And the game continually moves as your company grows. And, you know, the the old saying that uh, if you're a founder and then you get VCs, that if you grow to a certain point, then the VCs are going to replace the founder, right? That's kind of the reputation that's out there. Uh, but they don't want to do that. They want the CEO to keep growing mm-hmm. through the phases, which means that they need to stop saying that I'm the best sales guy in the company. Right. And reward other best salespeople, right? They have to stop being that and give it up. And Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and other founders that are doing massive things have done the same thing that we were just talking about in an organization where you have to shed your skin and figure out what game you're playing and mm-hmm. go master that and give up the old one. And and it's a continual game. And uh, so founders have to do that. And leaders have to do that. And the faster you grow, the higher the velocity of your role and the faster you need to move. So most people think it's just about adding new knowledge and skills mm-hmm. and capabilities, but you you know have to stop doing the things you did before um, well, I think in some also, cases. Right. I, mean, I think to uh, sort of aligned with the point you're making, though, is for entrepreneurs and so on is that – or not entrepreneurs, but for companies that are growing – and executives coming in or people coming in is increasingly, and I think this is a smart thing. You hear this more and more as people say, okay, well, I think it was uh, uh, CEO of LinkedIn that wrote this book, you know, talking about tours of duty, right? So when you hire mm-hmm. people is sort of like in the military, yeah. you're there for two, three years, you know, that may be the role that's, that's optimum for you. You know, that right. stage of a company's growth and, it's not yeah. like not like everybody has to be grow with the company at all times, right? Yeah, and so uh, the sport of growth is a different kind of game. It's kind of like 
playing in the pros, uh, where you know it's not like you're entitled to be the same person and act the same way five years later. It, the company transformed, and you either decide you want to keep going and play that game, or um, you know do something else. And for for founders, they can replace leaders like Pony Express. Mm-hmm. That'll get me from this stop to that stop. And a little bit of that knowledge and transformation stepwise change comes from leaders who've been to the next level, and they just bring that in. Um, But they actually have to Pony Express themselves. So that's it, friends. Another excellent week of Accelerate, the world's best sales podcast. Please take 30 seconds right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. I personally want to know what I can do to make this an even more valuable resource for you. For our regular listeners, I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. For everyone else, we'll see you again back here next week. Until then, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. 